It's going. Okay, welcome guys. It's going. Oh yeah, to book club. So, <laughs> and welcome to new members. Yes, new members. Thank well. you. You'll hear some new voices tonight. <laughs> Anonymous You'll hear though. Your voices tonight. <laughs> Okay, so A Prayer Before Dawn by Billy Moore. Um, oh, Billy. Yeah, so oh, Billy. Billy. Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> you all know that he's back in prison, yes. right? Burgled. No, really. he burgled yeah. his neighbor's yes. home. Yes, three times. Yes, it didn't take. Yeah, he's a recidivist, is Billy. I mean, we were talking about how it's just amazing how resilient he is and just is not impacted by any of this. Yes. But, sorry, he's in prison where? Here, in, in the, the UK. UK. In the UK, UK. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he went back to Thailand. No, and no, no, no. He wanted to go home. Yes. After our screening of the movie, there was a 30-minute documentary hosted by Professor Green where they interviewed Professor Billy Moore. Yeah. yeah. In prison. Yeah. <laughs> Question number one, what were you thinking? <laughs> yes, exactly. He was not, because his, his off, his head, yeah. How did he explain himself? Did he? Um, well, he had a thing where he got back from Thailand uh, and kind of got his life in order. Uh, he had like a, like a house, a mortgage, like a car, was like doing a job, fine. Uh, found out he had cancer spiraled out of control and was like essentially wrote himself off and was like oh, I'm dying so whatever started doing drugs drinking fighting burned through all of his money uh, then gets the call from the doctor you're going to be fine actually you're in recession you're in remission so it's all okay Billy um, by this point he's banged up for, for burglary yeah <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the part they didn't show you. That, well, they didn't show you a lot in the film about his actual life. No. Hmm. Well, oh, did yeah? Go on. Did everyone know it was him in the movie at the end? It tells you. Oh, does it, it tell you? Oh, it does. Okay. It, does. Yes. it does. After being a bit disingenuous, I think I, I have a real issue with that. that oh, did you the use of him at the end? Interesting. Yeah. Which we'll get. We'll okay. get. We'll get. Okay. To, okay. Let's get back to that. We'll put, put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that one. Of many irritating things about the film. Okay. So, general feelings about the book. What were your assessments? Did we all read it digitally? Because I couldn't really find it. You found it print? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I found it print and read it in four hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. of Waterstones today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. So it's very French. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was completely sucked into the nightmare of it, and mm. one prison after another. Yeah. I, I, f I find him a very interesting temperament to write a memoir, because it was very, to me, mm -hmm. very disengaged. And I'm not quite sure if that's because that's a defense mechanism of his. Again, it's just uh, an aspect of his temperament. He, this is how he uh, presents himself to life. Things happen. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get a real sense of how he was being affected by what he was writing about and mm -hmm. his experiences he was having in prison because of that dispassion in his writing style. Yeah. And some of the way of, in his observances, he still felt very adolescent to me. I I, I said this to to Nora, and we both agreed. It felt like. Uh, someone at school writing about their summer holiday yeah. this happened then this happens oh Just wait this is important this happened um, mm -hmm. but like uh, I think they mentioned this in a documentary he he started writing it when he 
was moved back from Thailand to finish off his sentence in the UK, and he was seeing like a counsellor of some description who was like she wanted him to like write down his feelings or like talk through his experiences just to like kind of clear his head somewhat. Um, and then she pushed him into pursuing it further once she started reading what had actually gone on. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of interesting things about it because I mean, it's an interesting to look at it in the context of adaptation. Yeah. Right, because it's not necessarily the great literary work that you would necessarily, you know, you associate with mm. book to film. It's not exactly canon. And actually there was a point where I was reading it where initially I was reading and I was thinking, okay, this is so very sort of surface level, observational. Now then I started thinking actually it could be a lot more interesting than that if you start looking at the things he's sort of not saying or the preoccupations that he has. There's certain things that he keeps coming back to that really obviously bother him in some way. And it, it was sort of interesting to me that then in the movie they added on bits, like with the lady boys and the relationship. There's some there's an undercurrent in the book that's really interesting. Well, we discussed. We don't think they necessarily added it because he talked about in the interview that he worked with them on the script and with the director and from reading the book I think these are some of the things that he actually happened that they delve deeper with him. I, th I think on, on that note I think him writing in the book because it's his name on the book it's 100% this definitely happened but in a movie adapted from his work even if all the things that happened in the movie did happen to him like his love interest with the lady boys and all that kind of stuff. Um, he can say, "Oh no, 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 they added that to the movie." He's always he could always still distance himself from it yeah. somewhat. That was also something I found interesting as as a choice to adapt mm. the book because it often felt to me much more like source material. Like it, it yes. didn't necessarily have to be Billy's story because you took the the interesting situations and the you know, you know the whole yeah. thing. You could have told more of a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. The book is him sort of falling from one thing to another. He, yeah. he removed all specificity of an individual from the film. Yeah, it wasn't Billy Moore anymore. No, it was just it was someone on a I felt a very strained spiritual journey. Yes. Uh, with the imagery and the, the soundtrack. But because the director chose to jettison all of Billy's actual history and what brought him to the point where we see where the film opens, I mean, it only seemed to be interested in his prison experience. Yeah. I, was, I was unable to identify with him. Outside, it was less a performance to me that was possible from Joe Cole than it was a, a reaction to a catalogue of suffering. Right. Well, that's really interesting because in the book you have that recurring character. I can't remember it in enough detail because I read it very, very quickly. Oh, that the one friend who's the drug addict. Yeah, but he knows him on the outside. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Scott, in a way, is a sort of, uh, I don't know, a touchstone or something through, through the book. And at the end, because one of the problems I had with the book as a book is I didn't really feel like it had a narrative progression. It's just a collection of reminiscence. Yeah. Yeah. But you do have this gradual process. You could say, well, he looks at Scott every so often and goes, actually, I don't want to be Scott. Yeah. And actually, now I'm making the decision not to be Scott. And actually, maybe that then gives you a sort of narrative. Rather structure. than that scene in the film where after he has to beat up the Muslim guy is kind of like his shift of character where he's deciding not to keep yeah. going down this path. It wasn't as believable maybe as being right. able it, to see I think because the director well. chose not to have the backstory, he had to shoehorn in certain elements from the book that made more sense in the linearity of that yes. 
his experience. By the time we see those uh, sequences in the film, they don't make as much sense anymore because they, they don't really pertain to that situation. For instance, in the climactic boxing sequence, where his only motivation is not to be injected with a vial of HIV embodied blood by his, uh, fellow, his inmates. fellow inmates, which doesn't happen in the novel, uh, in the work, or the memoir. Uh, you know, you suddenly see him come into his own as a boxer, but that scene took place outside the prison in his memoir, where he had to learn how to box that way to be able to have some kind of career in Thailand. It didn't come as this spiritual epiphany at the end of a, of this. Because you film. you get like a great buildup at least in the book where he's with the mom and dad. Like he calls them mom and dad. Mom, 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 pa, 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 mom and papa, who in the club that are teaching him yes. this very difficult way of fighting, which you don't see that struggle in the film of him. No, no, but that that climactic boxing scene felt very emblematic of the film to me. Yeah, you have a fight that he's losing and he's losing and he's losing, and then he almost trips and just accidentally knocks the other guy out. <laughs> <laughs> that he's, he's done for. Because you, you, you sense the way that he's learning the, the trade and how the boxing there is different from any boxing that he ever had uh, experienced in the UK. And you, that scene happens, I believe, where he also gets pummeled almost into unconsciousness but then comes back and wins the fight. But you feel that as a way that he's, he's actually learning all of the lessons that he needs to yeah. absorb to have a sustenance in, in his life in Thailand. But, but the, it doesn't, for me it didn't work in the film because it didn't come out of any place. I did feel that the, the director, I think was imp imposing his own Conventional structure on the story as well is this. I mean, there is no structure in the book, so you kind of right. I mean, there's a structure. There's a linearity, though. I think in the book where yeah. it's an accumulation the, the, the of book structure. In the fact that it's like chronological experience. Like, it's yeah. chronological. This is how I got into these situations and they yes. play on to each other. It might it, it might be matter of fact and artlessly written, mm -hmm. but I I feel that the director was straining towards art. And I'm not sure that the story yeah. supports I was very surprised to see the, the Cannes Film Festival logo in the front of it. I'd totally forgotten that it was a, a film at Cannes. Um, I mean, the reviews was, have been amazing for it. Which I don't entirely understand. It is a mode of filmmaking where you are definitely emphasizing the aesthetic yes. of something rather than anything else. And more of a raw, just a emotion that it wants you to carry throughout the film. as it, Yeah. But there's a strain of sentimentality in the film too, which, which, I recoiled from it. I think, because in in trying to get away from having a traditional narrative, he, I think the director strained towards another narrative that actually was working towards sentimentality, which again is not the emotion that I would associate. Because he doesn't want you to look at him as a victim. I think in his writing, like he realizes they were his own actions and there is no one else to blame but mm. him. Really, and I think it's very factual in that sense when you're reading the book. Yes. See, another. Uh, you know, it's his relationship with the lady boy in prison, where she obviously betrays him or something. But we saw that again yeah. as a as a 
a motivating episode that drew him towards going to prison in the in the memoir. Yeah. Mm. Where it, in the placement there, it made more sense to, that that was his ultimate spiral. It didn't make sense that he had the spiral in prison. Yeah. And we know from his own memoir that he continued to use drugs in prison. There was no, yeah, outside Breaking of the, the misery of having to be in that prison, was enough of a motivation. I don't think we needed then to have that structured if he was going to use yeah. it at all, to have it be placed in prison. Do you have any more feelings about Sorry. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you watch the film as well? No. Oh, you haven't yeah. watched the film? Okay. Sort of disconnected. But, uh, yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> Um, but how did you feel about the structure of the book and sort of its progression, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it was the same sort of impression, but it was just a chronological yeah. accounting of, of what happened. In fact, there was one part I was a little confused when he was in prison where it seemed kind of, there was like a gap and it kind of... I kept looking, did I miss pages? There was one mm. section that, that's what the makes end. me think that he, he's left things out that he that he is ashamed of. Weird, like he doesn't seem ashamed of fighting or doing drugs or these are other things, yeah. but it seems like he's skipping things or dropping chunks of time just to well, move forward. We talked about so we went to see the film together and right afterwards like the gay element that I you know because he, he talks about how he's recoiled from the touch of the men in the book and it's in the film as well. Because um, there is, you know, the, it, I felt the film in the book kind of shows how, you know, sexuality is very fluid in these sort of situations and in, like in a survivalist moment. And I don't, in the book he doesn't talk about his feelings on that. And I think he, he probably participated more so than he was willing to discuss in the book because it, for someone who is obviously very tied to his sort of machismo, I guess, almost, um, to be able to try and be open about his sexuality in this situation would have been very difficult. That's what I read, yeah. this slight obsession, and, yeah. because he keeps coming back to it in the book for no particular reason. Like, he'll tell anecdotes that involve somebody referencing somebody yeah. as a ladyboy or something. Yeah. That don't go anywhere. Yeah. Whereas the other anecdotes will have some sort of form and structure. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's very anecdotal in general. Knowing the fact that he he's back in the UK in prison when he starts writing these things, I almost think he weirdly he's like reminiscing about the Lady Boys. He kind of misses the fact that he's like in a quote unquote like boring UK prison now, yeah. but he hasn't got this kind of slight, yeah, freedom. Yeah, exactly, kind of yeah. slightly more exciting by nature, which I think is why in the writing he's like keeps coming back to it because it's like playing on his mind the fact that it's such a different environment for him now. It is interesting. That sense of detachment that I think I sensed when I was reading the book is that he describes all, all of the things that are taking place in the prison and yet oftentimes it doesn't feel like he's being touched by them. That he's merely observing all of the panoply of things happening around him all terrible things that happen, but he himself somehow isn't yeah, there is a real lack of interest part of that. Like it's not like he's really yeah, engaging. So you feel that the, the scene in the film where he's made to watch in very close proximity a rape take place. It was kind of shocking to me because I said I, I wouldn't have had that sense from from the memoir that he ever experienced a moment like that. And yeah. if, or if he did he was 
much farther removed from it. And it was just another detail taking place in the yeah. Because the, the book the opens with that that incredibly like grueling like multiple stab attack, and in yes. and in the in the in the book it feels like he's almost like kind of sat back just <clears throat> watching these things unfold, sort of thing, like like he's watching a TV show or something. Yeah. Like yes. Well, but, I think it, he kind of tries to explain himself in the scene in the book where he's talking about his birthday and his father hitting him and like the blood ruining his outfit. Yes, yes. And I think that you know, someone who is a child of extreme abuse and sort of your na- your coping mechanism is to have that emotional detachment and never to be re- let anything in or affect you. And I think that might be just because of that, and that's an ongoing issue for him that he's always observing things from the outside and trying not to let it get in. Right, and that's, I'm thinking that might be a mechanism that he's yeah. in a way. I think he even himself. used the word fascinated. He was fascinated by what was occurring in front of him with the knife going in and out. Yeah. Yes. the guy lying on the ground that uh, which was in a way disconcerting <laughs> when he said that <laughs> he's just like staring at in awe rather than taking in oh my god this is something awful happening yeah he was verbalizing that detachment going mm. I am viewing it as a yeah. almost film he's in that place talking to him like he talks about uh, in the book and more so in the documentary about how um, his dad's very much like a oh, boys don't cry don't show your feelings like nothing affects you sort of thing you're a man and you mm-hmm. have to be strong so is that, that that's his like entire front is like I'm tougher than this doesn't matter that I'm watching this stabbing or like a murder or a rape doesn't matter because I'm, I'm the toughest guy here so none of this none of this is going to affect me at all yeah I again uh, in, in, the, in the memoir too in the book it seems the only time violence ever happens to him is when he instigates it he, otherwise, he doesn't really seem that that it's that he's a victim of, of, of anything. It's only when he gets enraged because the doctor won't give him his yeah. pills. But you've you've got to assume that 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 he he was a victim of violence, isn't there? But is this this thing of like he doesn't want to seem weak by missing that he's been a victim? He only wants to talk about violence when it's either not happening to him or he's the person who decides that that's the only course of action. I think I don't think he's. I don't think he would be comfortable enough to say someone someone attacked me and I didn't I didn't win or like I wasn't outnumbered I didn't I don't think he's got it in him. Yeah, to show when he fails. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Well, essentially, it almost fails at being the worst and the baddest of the bunch. Yeah. Like even like he's willing to show like when he's completely you know drugged out of his mind because he wants you to view him mm. as that horrible but like the worst of the horrible yeah yeah I, he, I think he'd rather you saw him as like an, a horrible monster than like you felt bad for him I think he'd rather you hated him than felt sorry for him but then it's interesting that the director chooses to I, I think be, as a reaction to that I think the director wants to sentimentalize him mm. which I think is not the right choice either I mean that, that but do you think that's because they spent time together but they worked because he together? he worked on the script no, and he was just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he he was there in Thailand working with them training Joe to do the fighting scenes as well yeah. the director um, was no 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 Bill was as well he was, he, so he was on set Sets. there so it is kind of like how do you you know he essentially accepted this portrayal as well of himself yeah he um 
this is sorry, no, sorry, okay. he, he gets the call that he's got cancer when he's on set filming yeah. with him. For the movie. I, but I still felt that final moment was rather simplistic. But the only thing he really needs in his life is just to have an acknowledgement from his father or to have his father visit him. And then, and then to further meta-size the yeah. moment by having it be the actual individual. It felt very lazy and very derivative. <laughs> he explains it that they weren't sure about doing it. Yeah, that's like a last-minute addition to the film. They yeah. weren't, that wasn't going to be the end of the well, They should yeah. have resisted that. And also, I mean, just in terms of the aesthetic of the film, it yeah. was contrary to it to suddenly sort of puncture the, the veil yes. of this very artfully constructed aesthetic yeah. by suddenly having reality. You know, it's, it's not the end of Schindler's List. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't get to suddenly have the real people turn up. And, yeah. um, and having the boy look at the man. Uh, yeah. What I find really interesting about it is both the book, from, from what we've been saying, and to my mind the film, both have real agendas from the people who are writing mm -hmm. and directing them that really inform what's going on in a very different way. And I think I think a lot of the the contradictions that we might be identifying from, from one to the other are really because those agendas are running in a different way. Yeah, know? almost contrary to each other. Well, yeah. Billy, whether it's expressing himself in therapy or trying to avoid expressing things he doesn't want to, or whatever it is, the director is trying to make a, a sort of very arty movie which has a gritty undertone and is based somewhere very violent that you know then he can sort of go to Cannes and be the art house director <laughs> who has the controversial movie. Yeah. Um, they, they run in very interestingly opposed directions. Yeah, I think he wants to make the film expressionist ick. Yeah. And using cinematic tricks to try to uh, get us involved in it that I don't think really work consistently well enough. How would, you, I, how would you feel about the film without the book? I would be lost, first of all. The only reason I was filling in things for myself yeah, yeah, just, just to feel caught up in the story. But if I didn't, if I didn't have... The, the book is a link. Yeah. To know why I think I probably would have just disengaged completely from the film. I thought this is not working for me. I'm not really getting a sense of the environment of this place because it's so artfully directed. But it is so abstract. And it's, and yeah, it's just abstract. I mean, there were some interesting images of of the his British pale body well, in the midst of all of the, the, the oh, I mean, a beautiful yeah, image. Yeah. I think the problem is there's not enough of a backbone then, to hang it on yeah. to actually properly engage with it. She spent a lot of the time trying to like, figure out. Now, what? Like, how does that link? Oh, it does. Oh, it's just, oh, okay. All right, fine. So we're doing something else now. Okay, fine. Let's go and do something else. It's very colorful. It's pretty. Let's do that. I mean, I did really enjoy the concept of him kind of wanting you to be lost because of the language barrier and the fact that there's yeah, no subtitles. I, 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 well. I enjoyed the trip. And I thought that was a really cool concept and just us having to figure out as he is trying to figure out what is going on and interpreting body language because I think so much of, of this film is about the body and just those emotions that we're portraying physically that you know language sometimes stops you from really looking at people oh absolutely it was also interesting occasionally they translated I don't know if it was, it was the version I was watching, but occasionally... Was there any? No. We had no subtitles. Had okay. had there subtitles. were a few subtitles. Really? Yes. There was nothing well, in ours. The does it properly. Mostly, yeah. mostly yeah. though, when he was engaging with the 
the administration. I suspect the version that we saw possibly they've been fed back from the theatrical release that people didn't have any idea what was going on. Wow. Oh, so occasionally so they dropped in some subtitles. See, that would, that would have really ruined it for me, yeah. like them making a choice about what I needed to know or not. Well, it was a bit jarring because you have that initial scene and yeah. nothing is translated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was, as you yeah. say, like really like, oh, this is kind of cool because we're going to have to figure it out yeah. in the same way. The, uh, the couple was up behind us and screaming both up. There are going to be no subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> we had two people walked out of yep. our screening. Yep. During the obvious scene I'm sure you can think of. In the, the gangbang, essentially. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. They, they, they walked out as soon as that scene was taking place. I wonder what movie they thought they were going to yeah. see. In an actual boxing like, no, film. I, no, <laughs> I, I think lots of people in our screen thought they were seeing like a gritty, rocky style... Rambo, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like in a way, movie. I'm quite glad they didn't go in that direction. Yeah. If you were to just treat it like source material, you could have built a very hokey, you know, redemption through boxing. Oh, you could have like a, almost like a blockbustery kind yeah. of kind of thing with it, definitely. Like the film that he was in in the book. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most I, that scene surprising was so aspect bizarre. of it. Like, oh God, he has his history with Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Um, but I, that's a really interesting story, though. Just like as a story about like some woman kind of just what wandering around trying to cast people for this film. Yeah. I and mean, then you can see you can see why they dropped loads of that stuff from the the movie adaptation. I mean, like, you didn't no need way. like yeah. an, a half an hour of him on the set with of Rocky. <laughs> like you didn't need it, but um but I think you I I I liked the movie. Yeah. Liked is not the right word. No. Um, I missed a lot of the religious stuff. They did. I thought yeah. that was really interesting. That they All the anointing yeah. and things. Yeah. That were yeah, yeah. But in 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 the in the memoir, it's so like. Well, in the memoir, everyone's trying to get him to be on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the Christian lady or whether it's the Muslim guys or whatever it is, and that warring around him sort of doesn't quite come didn't come across for me. Yeah. No, no, not 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 at all. Not at all. No, I enjoyed it as well. And I think also maybe you guys it sort of was different that we didn't get any subtitles. I think made a big difference for yeah, me yeah. there. Where did you where did you guys watch it? It's on. I watched it at home. Okay, yeah. maybe yeah, you watched it at home. I watched as well. it on Cruise on Home Cinema. I can yeah, imagine yeah. that was very different from what you thought. Oh, and did you have the half hour thing at the end? No. Yeah, that was really great as well. That's really it, re great. it really was. A, Informative, sort mm. of to hear his person and just to like see his personality as well. Yeah, yeah, seeing him like him live and in person was was bizarre, really yeah. bizarre. I kept yeah. getting distracted by the, the the prison chief. Oh yeah, because he's a big actor. Is yes, he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not the biggest name in it, essentially. Yeah, he's in. Um, only God forgives. Okay. He's the police chief, and only God forgives. Yeah. So I, every so often, you, you sort of get lost in the bodies and the sort of general yeah. <laughs> an, anom anomaticity. That's yeah. not a word. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Of the whole thing, then all of a sudden there's somebody I really recognise. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Although it's interesting because the camera recognised that as well. Like if you look at all the shots of him, mostly he's very edgy in the frame because the camera is sort of trying to get off him as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which seems interesting to like. Why, why cast him then? Because all you know? the prisoners are either ex-prisoners, so most of them are former prisoners or actual boxers. Yeah. That are so none of them are actors, which Actually, they did a really good job. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. That one really big guy who was in his original prison cell. Like well, the kind of like the leader of, the, yeah, of that block. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I fell in love with his little roommate who he gave a hug to when he left. Oh, 
broke my heart when those both were separated. Absolutely broke my heart. Yeah. I was, I was up for sentimentality, Tom. I was in for it. <laughs> and the woman who plays his girlfriend, I think, both as well. Fame. Yes. Fame. I thought she, she was great as well. I, I thought she was really Did we good. need the scene, though, where she sings to... Oh, no, that was a little bit... <laughs> that was a little bit... Oh, I forgot to as well. Oh, come on. <laughs> didn't mind that either. Didn't mind, didn't mind that scene either. But in a, in a way, I didn't mind that because it, 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 felt, it, it felt quite real. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of that culture, I mean, okay, I haven't spent an enormous amount of time in Thailand, but from the time I have spent in Thailand, yeah. it felt quite authentic. Um, so I didn't, I didn't mind it quite that much. But yeah, a little bit. It is just fascinating what he reveals, you know, in the film, but also in his book, so much about that culture that, you know, I have like hints of, but just like really as someone who's on the ground in sort of that community, which, I mean, it's like a guidebook almost to like, if you want to do this, this is where you go. <laughs> but don't do that. <laughs> because the punishment for this in Thailand is far worse than anything you'll experience in you know, yes, it did take me back to my backpacking days and yeah. mistakes that we made that could have gone a lot worse than they actually yeah. interesting. We'll say this when we're we'll, not we'll recording. We'll talk about that yeah. when we're <laughs> off record. Yeah. Um, do you, you all know that he pursued getting it made into a film? But he did. Yeah, but Billy Moore was the one who like a, he went to like a local production agency. He like hounded them, like knocked on their door every day until they had a meeting with him. He's the guy who wanted it to to be a thing, and then they read his book and thought they could do something with it. And then they they seek out the director and introduce the two of them, and that's how. And they just they got along really well. Yeah. And, and then how... they mentioned one of the screenplay writers as well that he worked with. And yeah, yeah. They had a really good relationship. It is interesting that they took it then in the direction that they did. Yeah. Just like from that point to this is such a, you know. It's, I mean, it's quite a leap. It's almost like somebody initially must have had a vision for trying to land it into that sort of space to go with that director mm. to make those sort of stylistic choices. Because, and as well, when we, the, they interview one of the producers for the film and you don't think he would have that sort of aesthetic he's to. Oh, no, no. He looks like he'd work on like a lumberyard rather than like produce, produce movies. Like an art um, house film. Yeah, yeah. But if it was accidental, it's hard to see how. Well, the, the producer talks about how he's seen the director's other work, and as soon as he's reading Billy's memoir, he's like, This is what I envision. Like, maybe he's making a connection with Thailand and thinks that kind of gritty, kind of stylized thing might kind of gel for his, it. His previous film was Mad Dog. Johnny uh, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog yeah. about a child warrior in Africa. Yeah. Okay. Which I hear yeah. was. Oh, not not bad directed then. Stretch the, the those scenes in in the jail cell, especially at the beginning, mm -hmm. are very effective. Yeah. Especially when you're sort of lost in it. It's 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 scene to scene that I have problems with. Scenes themselves. Yeah. Kind of, Just the structuring of them from yeah. one to another. I mean that one. I think it's so beautifully shot. The him getting the tattoo. Mm. I thought it was really... Which, which scene? The scene when he's getting the tattoo and you're just the camera's going around and through all the arms linked together and kind of how it's this ceremony. Mm. Ritual. He's got that tattoo in real life. Yeah, they, they show it when he's... But it's in a different spot. It's yeah, on his it's arm. on his arm. Yeah. Yeah. One practicality that irritated me. <laughs> when, when we see the scene of the... It, I understand 
aesthetically what he was trying to do, because we go from really intense noises, ambient noises, to absolute silence when they're sleeping. But I refuse to believe that a room full of men all on top of each other, there's not going to be someone snoring. Yeah. You know, still this this carryover of this it's a film Tom. Noise. It's a film. <laughs> I, uh, those scenes where they're panning around the, the rooms with them, yeah. uh, I took that as I didn't think they were sleeping. I, yeah. I thought they were like, they were going to sleep. But I thought this was the moment where they're they're all forced to be quiet and next to each other, and it's not like a there's no violence or confrontation or worry. This is a moment where everyone just has to kind of trust each other to, yeah. to sleep. Um, and in and the morning, you wake up and, and one of them's been hungry. Yeah, you um. don't trust each other. <laughs> and he doesn't really sleep because there's like one scene where he's just like staring up and he can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, they hung himself. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one guy who got raped. But I felt a lot of that was shorthand just to try to very, very quickly catch us up to all of the kind of suffering that takes place in this prison. Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, it didn't feel genuine. What, what scenes in the book did you feel would have been very poignant if they could have brought them into the film? As like just, or just like they could have really elevated, I guess, the story? Like, is there any scenes of violence in the book that struck chord for you? Well, not, the, the way that they were written, not really. Yeah. Except for maybe when the, just the opening and the prologue, where he's watching the man get stabbed repeatedly. They kept that scene where he has the dead body that's laying in the prison. Yeah, but I didn't think that was done no. very well either. It didn't shock me. But, but you, we were also very but prepared for you, that. Because you read the book, do you think, because you knew that was potentially where the scene was going? Well, I did, but I also impact? again felt like it was shoehorned in because he he wanted he wanted me to see this and see that it's yet mm-hmm. another aspect of yeah. it. So it didn't feel like it had come from anywhere. But that's quite interesting that the fact that the first maybe 30 minutes of the film do play quite closely to the to the memoir. Like the scene when he gets arrested is like yeah, almost verbatim. Like the opening scene when he's taken into the prison is very, very close to the, his like his experience of it in the memoir. And it's only from that point kind of forward where you really get diverging. Mm. You just can't be satisfied, Tom. Yeah, I, I kept thinking, unfortunately, um, a more conventional film, but more powerful for me from a few years ago, Startup. Mm. Startup is the clear comparison. But for me, <laughs> yeah. for me it's, it's, I didn't feel this was a particularly violent film. No, actually, I didn't either. Like, because of the overt stylization of everything, yeah. the violence doesn't feel visceral. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Startup is the obvious comparison, you know, where it's in a similar right. situation, right. but the violence is, is brutal. brutal. And sudden, and explosive, yeah, and explosive, but structured as well, I think. And there, of course, you have a dynamic that's driving the whole narrative between father and son, and a very primal relationship. I, I agree that the kind of uh, the actual boxing and those kind of physical conversations aren't particularly impactful or, or anything. But there's there's lots of kind of. Uh, 
like emotionally violent scenes which really worked in the movie the scene when they they forced him to watch the the, the rape was like that was really powerful um, and this, the the scene that really really got to me uh, in, in the movie like really impacted me was the scene where uh, Billy's lying in bed and you just see him take the like, like a broken bit of glass or whatever yeah. and then brings it under the blanket and then all hell breaks loose because he's tried to try to kill himself like I thought that scene was like really I have to say the scene with the, the, him being forced to witness the rape I didn't really I, maybe I missed something because admittedly I was cooking at the time I was watching but I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was except to shock the audience. Yeah, well, I exactly. Thought, well, in I the prison, the I thought it was them trying to show him this is what will happen to you if you don't follow the rules. And, but then, were but they also, punishing that kid? I thought they were just, yeah, 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 I thought yeah. it was just Saturday, so that's what No, happened. no, 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 they were punishing they him. They were punishing him, yeah, yeah. Because there's a bit, right, there's a bit, the scene before that is his introduction into the cell, and you've got the kind of, essentially, like the, the leaders of that block sat around talking, and they bring him over, and they do that thing where they're, like, making him do the push-ups to kind of, like, show himself. And then they singled that boy out and call him over, yes. and they're giving him, like, a, obviously you can't tell what they're saying, but they're giving him, like, a verbal put down essentially and then, and then sending him away and then it's that evening when they yeah so something he's done something though to deserve that so that's what they're trying to show him and they're also trying to have him prove himself by looking at it and not flinching mm. it felt contrived it felt no. like I'm going to open this movie by giving you like a this, hey kids you guys clearly is, were not paying attention rough. watching at home I think maybe because like in the cinema mm. you're like so forced to oh, really and, and we we had to see past immersion well the thing was we some had a of couple behind us in oh, yeah. the cinema structure of it a couple got behind us in the cinema were on some kind of weird first date because they had <laughs> like a bottle of wine each probably not the best yeah. choice and they were they were chatting chatting Thank merrily you. throughout the throughout the screening yes. um, that is a bizarre sort of surround sound experience <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it, was, it was incredibly bizarre incredibly yeah. bizarre was, there was a moment where I thought they were kind of getting it on behind us and I was like come on guys he's just trying to kill himself let's give him some of your attention <laughs> but yeah no, that 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 that, that the fact that didn't take me out of the yeah. the movies, what makes me think it really had an impact on me. Yeah. Ne- next time we should all go to cinema together, yeah, and then we'll have the same experience. But I, I get to that's where I find found issue with where it was placed in the film. It happened it, to me. It happened too quickly. Yeah. It, uh, it, it seemed to, it did seem to want to just direct our attention to these are the worst things that can possibly happen. It just, it, and, but and, because, and in a way that kind of it should have gone the other way around because you should have had this sort of build up yes. and gradually get more and more worried about how bad things can yes. get because like day one uh, I, <laughs> I mean things are going to be you can't really go much worse day one uh, so. I disagree by the exact reasons you're saying like, I think it would be day one because here comes this outsider who's like muscular and like if they present themselves as like a I'm like better than any of this. Like, I'm, well, especially I'm, when he shoves off that one guy who tries to touch him. Yeah, and I think yeah, this is exactly. Them trying to show, no, you're not better than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. if, if anything, yeah. right. like, why not choose him and rape him? That would be the ultimate humiliation. Because yeah. they don't want to break somebody else. They want to show we can break you, essentially. I think it. it what? 
uh, again, I think it's like a weird, uh, it's like a weird, weird honor thing. They're like, this guy has crossed us, and this is what's happening to him. Like, as long as you do what we say or don't get in our way, then you can be fine. But if you cross us, this is exactly what happens to you. So in a certain way, I thought it was quite refreshing in the memoir that a lot of those things didn't happen to him immediately, and he wasn't aware of them immediately. Because I kept thinking, it's such a cliche in any prison drama that this is going to happen immediately, and that's going to happen immediately. And I quite like the fact that in the memoir, a lot of that didn't seem to be affecting him. He had um, he had more like points of connection in the memoir, though. Yes, you had you had so many more yes. kind of like Canadians, people he could actually yes. engage with and talk with. Australia. And, yeah, exactly. Whereas in, in, the, in the movie, he's got, he's got none of that. Which is why I think you have a famous a character, because they want, they want him to some have sort some... Of yeah, exactly that. Um, I, thought, I thought it was... I, I, I assume the reason they dropped all of those characters from the movie is because that lessens the impact of everything being in Thai and there's no subtitles. And I feel like he understood Thai a little bit more in the book as well. Yes. Like it felt he like came he's, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He and made a concerted effort, it seemed, to get learning. to learn. He's language. trying to remember Midnight Express. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember... But my, my overriding memory of Midnight Express was that you get so much more of a sense of the place from the different reactions of the Westerners right. in that situation. I, mean, I remember the John Hurt character very vividly and the various other characters that added extra layers onto it and sort of made it... Because after, after a while you sort of think, well, why is there literally no other Westerner? <laughs> I mean, he can't be the only guy. You know, we've heard the stories. There are plenty of Westerners in yeah. Ty Jones. Where, where are they? Yeah, I think you could have done things that you could have had interesting moments in the movie where you could have had like obviously there's meant to be different blocks and different areas of the prison he's very much in this one area you could have had other westerners there but like isolated f- yeah exactly that like, like you can't reach them yeah exactly that I think that that could have yeah. that could have elevated but it, again it felt slightly contrived after a while because you're like well, are you going for this aesthetically because you love the contrast yeah of this white guy in the middle of the sea. And it's fine to have that aesthetic, but I don't think the director was successful in fully creating it. It wasn't poetic enough if he was trying to be poetic, because he was certainly trying to not make it conventional. But then I don't think he went far enough in the direction to make it poetry and pure expressionism and pure abstraction. It was still somehow grounded in some kind of tradition, so I just... just did not work. Given where the... Given how much more you, you get in the memoir after Thailand, you get these kind of glimpses of, of, of what happens after him, would you have ended the movie differently? Because everyone, everyone apart from I think, feel like me hated the fact that he was in it at the end, and that was kind of the the sacred kind of ending. It's, I mean, it, it is sloppy and it's but sloppy. But I, I, I feel in the, in the memoir, I suppose again, because he doesn't, because he's he seems fairly easy on his father at the end. That he's probably more interested in his father than he's letting us know. The film takes that to the extreme. But I, I have, what was. What was had more of an impact for me is that he was trying to get back to friends. He was trying to get back to his his mom. Yeah. You know these people who really meant something to him. He says he can forgive his father ultimately, but he probably will not have a relationship with his yeah. father. And here in the film, they only seem to be sending him towards his the father figure. 
Does his father die? When does his father die in the book? Yeah, there is something that he passed away. But it, it felt so totally arbitrary because it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's not true. It's not connected. He he gets uh, letters from his father when he's in prison. In yeah, the movie. remember the guy gives him the letters though, and he that's, reads yeah, that. That was that very scene sentimental. Where he was reading that. that is true, but it's a very quick note. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, I guess my problem with it as an ending is it doesn't. It's not an ending because there's no, no. beginning. Like there's no right. working through of a thread that this is then a conclusion to that gives any sort of satisfaction. No, I, I didn't expect it to be a true... I was fine with it not being a traditional narrative in that sense, in the fact that there was no, you know, beginning or end, really, which is like a middle, a very long... <laughs> kind of light, light light about it. Yeah. I was saying, so my problem, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the ending, I'd change all of the stories. Oh, <laughs> okay. there we go. I don't think you can do one without the other. Fair enough. I think I would want to make a story where I would want to turn a traditional redemption narrative on its head and have him totally embrace his dark side as a way of survival. And, you know, he fights it, he fights it, he fights it, and then, and then through just embracing violence, yeah. Yeah. he finds a way through to a certain clarity. So, you, so your character arc is like a, a backwards arc, so he starts here, goes right down and gets back to where he started. But with, cla- but with clarity, so it's not yes. accidental, it's a development. It's, it's a choice, so the character's yeah. made this choice to take this route. I would rather do that route. because that then at least feels honest to the situation. Mm. But he's giving it at least a narrative backbone yeah. that then mm-hmm. delivers a sense of empathy. But that's a radical view. <laughs> Billy might not agree with you. <laughs> but then I'm not sure I would have told Billy's story because, again, I, I think it's it's great source material. Yeah. I mean, no, I think it. I mean, when I was reading it, I was gripped to a good degree. Like this is insane and fascinating. You know, it wasn't you know structurally you know profound, but it is. His life is really something to be in his, awe. Sure, his weird structure of his memoir was the thing that dragged me through it. The fact that he threw things in so matter-of-factly at the end of a chapter, or like halfway through a chapter, I was like, wait, what's happened? I need to read more of this. You're a Muslim now. Okay, yeah. where's this going? Go in a little bit more on <laughs> yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. Let's explore this more, please. It's very polytheistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he definitely embraces... He did say that he goes, at, at a certain stage, I would just believe in anything that was going to... Me give me the sense of being protected and safe. And, yeah, yeah. and that also, great narrative, right yeah. there. That's it. Yes. That's something else you could have that as well. explored. And that, that was kind of his relationship with drugs. He'd take any drugs that would would help in his situation. I think the kind of religion was that. That again, it was like, I'll take any religion, whatever anyone's offering me, as long as it's helping helping Billy. I mean, it, it was. I think the, the, the thing that I think the member the film was missing the most in the memoir was was those scenes when he's he finds this library and has this weird sanctuary with with the, these kind of religious men that he's now formed bonds with and they've got this kind of safe space that feels like civilized and like and when when he brings lunches yeah and they bring, when he brings that confrontation there that feels like he's broken this bond and they're like no this isn't isn't what this space is about take this take this away from us and that felt like you could build you could have built to that in the movie and felt like that would have been yeah it. and there's that great moment where the, the man with whom he's the best friends in the library uh, stops the guards from possibly yeah. setting him off on another horrible yeah, yeah. violent direction with his authority yeah yeah and, you, you, and Billy almost has this, this this weird moment of clarity where it's like maybe that's like actual strength the fact that 
through not being seemingly evil or obviously violent but taking a different path maybe there is a, a way for me to move through this place without without having to resort to violence or, yeah. or drugs or cutting myself off from everything so that sequence in the yard in the film where we see them all in a buddhist uh, ceremony again doesn't really make sense to me either because it's not a choice that he made is it just uh, a choice that has been made by the authorities there that we all at a certain time of day come out yeah. uh, as a as a group and a collective not that it's absolutely meaningful to really in particular because we haven't seen him made a choice to try another direction no, we're, we're not seeing the corollary of the aesthetic the, the choice of the aesthetic is that you can't actually deliver a lot of that kind of background information no, no, because people speak. aren't going to do uh, dialogue which explains stuff and you're not going to have that kind of narrative so you've got to see them now unfortunately it just looks like colourful window dressing <laughs> you know it's like cultural we, window dressing yeah exactly we, doesn't... we want to throw some Buddhist guys in because that's you know, it's a different kind of colour it's great let's do that yeah. and you don't necessarily know what people think unless you're going to spend some time developing it into a scene and building it out or if we saw those those types of sequences along with all of the other violent things that happen also be just as disorienting for him which again we don't we don't see in those quieter moments we don't see him just as disoriented as he is by the very loud things that take place yeah. in the, that ceremony too could be just as mystifying to him because he doesn't understand the language, he doesn't understand the ritual, he's not understanding how he should be moved by it or, or not moved by it. But we don't get any sense of him in those moments that they're also having the same kind of strong impact to his alienation. Yeah, I mean, it sort of feels like there's something in there about religion, about violence, about drugs, where they're all sort of interconnected in terms of being support mechanisms in one, one form or another, but also dangerous and potentially traps at the same time. That, that they could have really you know, aligned them into a stronger narrative where they were all playing together. But unfortunately my experience of the movie was that they were sort of slightly lazily deployed how much, so, so for, for, for just benefit here, there's lots and lots of dialogue in the movie, but like none of it's subtitled, or like marginally, like tiny, tiny bits of it dialogue, uh, like subtitled. Do you think if, if, we'd all, if we could all speak tight and we all understood everything that was going on, do you think there was more structure there? Do you think there was more building of things and, and, and layering of structure that we just weren't aware of because we didn't understand the conversations or the, the things that were actually happening? Because in theory, they scripted out all the dialogue they were saying. So there was a story being told that we were just not a part of necessarily. Right, but so what are you asking, Sean, well, if we would have been more... It's an interesting choice in terms of narrative, what you're suggesting. In terms yeah. of essentially, you're leaving a blank space. Yeah, yeah. Because all of the surrounding dialogue might be speaking to the narrative. Yeah. But because we don't understand it, we're just left with this blank centre camera. Yeah, yeah. Like, but very, like, obviously not this, but like, for all we know, there could have been a, a conversation. Oh, it's got it. So, hey, we've got to go to that Buddhist ceremony. Oh, I hate when we do that. But, like, like, but because we don't know they're having this conversation, we, when we cut to it, we're like, what's going on? Oh, we're having a, a Buddhist ceremony. But, like, we could have been missing all this. And I, I think that's the point. Like, 
Joe, uh, Joe, the actor playing playing Joe Cole. Joe, Joe Cole. That, 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 that's him. He's 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 us. He's confused and bewildered. He's jumping from scene to scene like, a, what am I doing now? I'm boxing now. I'm a Buddhist now. I'm I'm oh, I'm in solitary confinement. I'm in the hospital. Like, his life is that because he's being dragged around by people he doesn't understand and told to go somewhere or do something. He's being told off for a thing like, oh, okay, I'm in trouble now because this thing I didn't realise I was doing was wrong. Like, that's his life. It's a series of unfortunate misunderstandings. Like, it could, it could be a, like a, it could be like a. That is the book as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be like a hammy comedy. That's what I find fascinating because, on the one hand, very bold choice. Yeah. To not have a lot of that or any of it subtitled, and to immerse us in that world and have us engage with a lot of similar problems, but. Um, I just don't entirely understand how you look at the book and say one of the book's main, main flaws is that it's just a sequence of unconnected, temporally connected, chronologically connected anecdotes that doesn't really form a narrative. So why would you not really try and fix that? Well, I almost feel like it is our weakness that we cannot, un- our, that we expect to be told <laughs> and explained why this is happening and we need background. No, but then if you're going to go the opposite direction, like this director wanted to go, you, you have to do it more sharply. I don't know if it, it was that sloppy necessarily. It, just because we don't understand, though, we, we could have. I think it's anything to do with not understanding. Yeah. It just it, he's he's not visually giving me that information either. It's like okay, I'm in a room where everyone's speaking a different language. Okay, I get it conceptually and intellectually, but I don't feel anything from it. I don't really sense that alienation that I'm meant to be feeling so strongly. I don't know, maybe I feel like because we watched in such an immersed setting, I felt like I was like, I'm really trying mm. to focus and pay attention to each of the body language and what they were doing physically to try and grapple to understand with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe, why maybe it was the mode of viewing. Maybe if we were in a theatre, immersed in the big screen, totally focused in. But there was nothing individual like all the hand onto which to hold that each, onto. each of them that were making, and him, like you know, the padding on each other, and you know, all those to try and see what they were doing, and could that have meant and explained what why this was happening? Then I say, go watch Beau Travai, and then you'll get more of a sense of that kind of what it is about the male body and touching and all of that stuff, which was done much better in that film. This film, it just did not deliver. But do you like the book better then? It's fine. You think the you think the book's a, a, a better piece of art than the movie? It's fine. Oh, that's your, no, no, that's no, no, your no, opinion. No, no. That's fine. But where is it? I think there's a lot to like in the book. Yeah. As a yeah. as a whole, yeah. I, I find found it a very empty experience. Possibly because it was just very hard to find a point of relation because the, there wasn't a narrative to engage with. What? It was just a process of continuation. I mean, that's again my point in why I enjoy, well, enjoyed it to a sense is that I was never grounded. Like, there was nothing anchoring me that I was kind of completely adrift as I was watching it. Yeah. Which I found kind of almost enjoyable and sort of like this is very emotional. Yeah. I, I feel like it must be the viewing because I, yeah, yeah. I feel like exactly <laughs> how Nora feels when we were in the same screen for the movie. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of adrift in a, in a not very complicated way. But it's not last year in Marion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's yeah. not like yeah, it's yeah. deliberately very surreal and unconnected in order to you know, be something that you really have to fight to to interpret. Like, I mean, it's a guy in prison. It's, it's fairly straightforward. Yes. Yeah. But, but, that, but again, for me, that's 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 the beauty of it. It is this seemingly very like everyone can everyone understands that situation. Like you can, even if you've never been to prison, you you you're aware of it enough that you can understand what what that might and could be like. But it's about how how different it is for someone when they're in that position, when they don't speak the language and and they they haven't got that 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 that, that connection with it. Like it, I'm sure. He was in prison in the UK before this, and like, I'm sure that was a big different experience for him. But now he's in this situation, which Wait, hang on, sorry, I missed. He was in prison in the UK. Yeah. 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 Did I skip through that in the book? Yeah. yeah. You totally yeah. did. Oh, I mean, you didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, he was in prison. Wait, no, hang on. This, which said he was this very totally easy. changes. That. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I have a question about the book, which I, I, I was thinking about the whole time I was reading it, because whilst it was gripping and I was pulled through it, and, and on one hand I did think it was, it was great that it was him telling his own story, would any of you liked it to have been a ghostwriter, oh, oh. like someone adapting his, his thoughts into it more... Been, yes, it could have been somebody who could have brought more art or poetry to the lyricism, mm. to his experiences. But... But then again, I don't know if that's what the story needs either. Yeah. There was also something a little refreshing about quite how unfiltered yes. Yes. he was. Like these bullet points. You felt like you were engaging quite directly with him, yes. whether yeah. he was obfuscating yeah, things yeah, or not. Yeah. But at least it, it was there and you weren't being subjected to something that had been badly ghostwritten into <laughs> being neither one thing nor another and just being very, very bland. Mm. Which right. perhaps is why people relate to it. Yeah, yeah. Also, could a ghostwriter have pulled out more things from him? Well, based on our conversation, lots of us think that um, things added to the movie may have actually happened to him and the directors got these stories out of him. Maybe if he had a good relationship with a ghostwriter, they could have got more, more out of him. Because he is telling what he wants to tell of his yeah. story, not necessarily... I can't imagine he trusts a lot of people no. enough mm. to. And he talks be able about that as well, just sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talked that from uh, uh, Professor Green. Yeah. Asked me <laughs> like. Professor Green. Yeah. Uh, Professor Green is going to ask Professor you. Yeah. He, he, he asked Billy why. Um, he talked about how. Like, he talked about his mother with like such regard and like clearly loves his mother. Why she's not like a fixture of the book or the movie. And, and Billy's whole thing is very much like a. He doesn't want his like wonderful mother to be associated with these horrible acts that her son has been been a part of. It's kind of fascinating. I mean, just yes. as a statement, that is kind of fascinating because you're doing it right now. Whether you realise it or not, this is what you are doing. You're associating your yeah. mother with this. They, because they, they interview her in the documentary as well, but she's uh, never on camera. And they change her voice so you could never like. It's not the fact that you can you could find out who she was fairly easy because like you can see you can know his name and look what he looks like and where he grew up and where he was in prison like you could very easily do it. And what and what was her reaction? She sounds like a very conflicted woman who was very abused as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. She almost she almost feels like she had like a it feels like a weird thing where she almost feels 
proud for the situation he's found himself in now. The fact that he's he's had moments where he was on he was in Rambo and he's he's now like a even even though he's in prison now he's like an upstanding member of that prison. Like he's he's realised that he can work with the system to like help other people in a position that he was in when he was younger and he's trying to like show people like oh, I've made all of these mistakes that you're making now like you don't need to make these mistakes like I've done it for you he, I think she seemed weirdly proud of her son for, for, for the fact that he had this horrible upbringing and this horrible experience in Thailand and the fact that he's still he's still really desperately trying to have some kind of like positive impact on in life and the fact that um, whether that's like the fact that he survived cancer and that's had this this push that's but I feel like when you're reading the book, he always keeps trying to do that. He always tries to get clean and have a normal life because he knows he, that it's not good for him to be in those moments of darkness. But it's just like he can't completely get away from it. Yeah. And it's constantly him trying to cover, essentially throughout the book. Mm. But and he never truly does, and I don't know if he ever can really. Yeah. To me, I guess it's a very brave choice to cast this actor and then allow him no specificity, but then have have him somehow still manage to anchor an audience's investment in a film. In certain ways, I think that's a little bit of a disservice to an, an actor to have him or her be an abstraction. Of a real, yeah, rather than the actual person. No, I, I, a fully formed I had, I had, I don't know Joe Cole's work, I know he's on Peaky Blinders, and he might be very, very good at that, but it was very difficult to get a sense of him from this film. I don't know if in the film it's meant you're meant to really know anyone there like with the other prison inmates and it, it's more of a feeling yeah. so um yes Charlie Hunnam was yes in the, yeah yes. <laughs> yes, we, 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 yeah I wrote about that actually the thing that yeah he was and I forget why he dropped out there's something Wikipedia is not telling me. Yeah. I knew somebody else had been cast. Because um, there was a poster with Charlie Hunnam's name on it originally released beforehand, so I'm not sure whether or not they shot anything with him, if they really had something promoting him as the lead. Because he's quite a more... Charlie Hunnam would have been a very, it would have been a very different film with Charlie Hunnam in that role, because he's a lot more of a... Uh, more of vote or, or I, I, like don't know, I don't know if made him. What's he, what's he been in? What's he was in Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. He was the. He was also oh. the original queer as well. I do know who you mean. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he's he is mu he's much more of an imposing figure. Like uh, like Joe Gold is like a, a muscular man, but he well, doesn't. Joe felt like he was re reacting yeah. a lot, whereas yes. Charlie would be a lot more proactive and would really struggle to have it flipped. Yeah. Yeah. To be more quiet, I guess. Would it be better to have someone more like that? Who's just I don't know. A different, I different, think is yeah, yeah. I don't know if it would have been better or worse, but very different. But maybe he would have given us a little more in terms of he would have. I think I, I would feel he would try to emote a bit more. Mm -hmm. 
so possibly we would have been given a bit more to read yeah. into yeah. the character, which I think is really wonderful as a directorial choice for him to say, whenever you feel the need to emote in a situation, please scale it back. Yeah. Don't do it. I just want you to be an innocent who's just wandering through this and reacting to the immediate environment. But also being in a place where you can't readily show those sorts of emotions. You're either at risk of being considered vulnerable. But all the way through, at the end of his journey, I didn't feel like I had really gone through a specific journey. No, like there was, was no... There's nothing that came out of it, like him having gone through these situations, like, oh, this is who he is now. There was never that. Become a better person, yes. That was a, bit, that was a very str a strange uh, restructuring as well. The very last scene of the film is appears halfway through the book when he's been taken to hospital. Yeah. And he... He makes his first venture out to the 7-Eleven yeah. shop to get cigarettes or something, but his, the guard bunks off. And then he does it again, but he's chained to the, I think he's chained to the, the bed the second time. But then he, he, he goes out for a second time, I think, in the first uh, visit to the hospital. And he makes that journey down the street and he's thinking, shall I try to make a break for it or not? Such an odd choice of street. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw the way they put that <laughs> sequence together, and I, I totally get why they put it there because it's supposed to be this sort of moment of realization in some way. But then you look there from looking down some abandoned train tracks into a forest. Whereas in the book, when I was reading it, it was sort of like a totally empty street that was leading to nowhere, and so much more evocative in terms of very literally, it's, it's an empty direction. I did have a sinking moment where I thought the film was going to end when he was on those train tracks. I thought they were going to have him look down those train tracks, cut back to him, black credits. Yeah. I, I was really worried that's how they were they were going to end the movie. And if they had, I would hate the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been one, would have been one very lazy way to end Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that would have been even worse. <laughs> but even the... Do you think he should have gone back to prison in the UK as the ending? Him going back to another prison system? But no, because it wouldn't have made sense in the way the film, the film yeah. was structured. It was all about his time there. So I think everything had to remain there. But even that in the book too is quite arbitrary, isn't it? When he gets his oh yeah, the transfer is very blasé. Like so, I would have been like, you know, I wanted so to see him eat that Big Mac. Or yeah, whatever it was, because actually that was something I could sort of, you know, for however many years you've been eating slop, yeah. and he just he just very casually sort of says it was it was, it was great, or it was yeah. a quite an experience. Or yeah, something. and I just kind of love this idea of somebody doing something very very ordinary. But actually, immensely meaningful for him. Yeah. In a way, that people around him. So the ending should have been him eating a big bag. Yeah. And just stuffing his face in, in the burner. That, 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 would, that could have really worked. Actually, actually, yeah, and just like just going like that. Shoveling it in. Especially in contrast to everything else you've got. All of a sudden, you've got this kind of really like. Uh, Western corporate. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly the, the that. Logo there. Exactly that. <laughs> sitting with the blazing lights of the golden arches yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> above him. So you're saying essentially it's a metaphor for the demise of late stage capitalism? <laughs> yeah. I think that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder if he knew that he was writing. <laughs> <laughs> 
using the source material, there are, there are several ways you could have adapted There's this. There's so many stories, There's though, just, in the source material. So this particular director wanted to make this type of film from the material. Yeah. So That's what he found, maybe, the most evocative throughout the story. Here's a thing. Uh, for, 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 for Jeff and, and, and Newton... This is our third, third book club, um, and every, every time we've thought the adaptation has been flawed, like all of us on every occasion have thought and that the... they have really very, despised... Very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, you loved on Chesapeake. Oh, you, you heard <laughs> us discuss it. Um, on Chesapeake, we read and... By E.B. Kewen. Oh, the Guernsey uh, Literary Society. Do we think there's a problem with adaptions? Do we. Are there adaptions that. Yeah, or, or is there an adaption you can think of where you, you love both? Where you've got the book or the movie or the comic and the movie or the, the musical and the. Yeah. Fun Home! But you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, fun? <laughs> fun Home. Because I, I just saw. Um, Fun Home, the musical, which is based off of a very famous graphic novel, and I actually thought the musical was better adaptation, better than the graphic novel. But, but, you, but you like the graphic novel as well? Like, yeah, I like the graphic novel, but I just good. felt like it was more emotionally poignant. Because yeah. um, it was able, because sometimes I feel like if you can do a good adaptation, you can really focus on key scenes and really key emotional points that sometimes in the narrative of a book, they kind of ramble or maybe get lost and it's not it, there's not as much strength in those scenes as there should be and if you can adapt that and really focus and lens on those moments you can have something brilliant okay well i appreciate that this director decided yes. to go in the direction <laughs> that he did because it was uh, a very different mm. way of looking at this story i just for me it wasn't successful, what about you? Do you but I don't think it was a weak adaptation. It was, uh, I, and I'm, unfortunately, I think it suffers probably unfairly from my experience with a few other films <coughs> of a similar, of a similar, similar. Uh, that I think worked a lot better. So they were paramount in my mind when I was watching this, and I was, I, I was helpless to not compare and contrast. But I appreciated that it, it was a very particular sensibility. And in comparison to the other adaptations we've seen? Well, more successful than that. <laughs> well, so they were just trying to be to literal. Better. Just literal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is my favorite adaptation, adaptation of the three we've seen. Yes. Because they... I, so I, uh, I mean, I, I didn't personally think it was like that flawed. I know other people will have those feelings, but I'd rather someone tried something and it was flawed, yes. but had like yes, tried yeah, and yeah. attempted something meaningful or artistic on, on, on some level. Whereas both the other movies we saw took the source material and, and dumbed it down and, and made it worse and chopped stuff that was seemingly very important and meaningful for arbitrary reasons, seemingly. Because he, he, he certainly was not guilty of trying to Hollywoodize it, which I think a lot of the adaptations we've seen has had that problem. Mm, yes. That they want to make it for this mainstream audience, whereas definitely was not there for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but does anyone have an uh, adaptation they, they, they love or think is good? I can't think of anything that I've... Off the top of my head, I'm sure there is something, but nothing I can think of. I did my master's thesis on making one. Oh, okay. And as as an adaptation, I think it's great because it, it it does its own thing, but it works within the world and the aesthetic and the philosophy that's being set up in the book. But it doesn't slavishly. It neither slavishly follows it nor tries to correct it. 
um, it uses it as a, as a spring. And, and to me, that works beautifully because I think I think any other mode of adaptation is bound to disappoint some people yeah. or others. You know, the, the, the slavish uh, panel by panel adaptation of Watchmen or 300 is, is just bound to be disappointing because, in a way, I've already seen that. It was what was in my mind when I read the book. Um, as if you, if you, and also, but then if you take one of those books and try and fix it because you think there's things that structurally are necessary yeah. or, or structurally weak or characters that are needed or not needed, and then you're going to end up with something that doesn't quite. I, I can't think of any instance that is what but yeah, I mean, Naked Edge always comes to mind. So, do you have anything? I can't think of anything that I found out. Yeah, we'd have to really contemplate that. Papillon might be interesting, just because it's been adapted before. Papillon. Okay. It's been adapted before, and now they've adapted it again. We have to compare the new Watchmen adaptation, which is an interpretation rather than adaptation. It does that work? Because in theory, it's what you were talking about. It's using it as a springboard rather than panel by panel. I, I think that's a very smart uh, idea to approach it in that way. Whether it'll work or not, I don't know. But then I was surprised by Doomsday Clock, so I feel we're on the tangent. I also feel like I should now leave. Yes. <laughs> looking at me. I was, I was actually surprised because I was from, from the reading of the book where he was giving again, in his very particular style, a sense of both the environment in living in Thailand and then in the prison. Like, one thing I, I was really anticipating with the, uh, the film was really getting a gritty sense of that prison. Because he would occasionally say, the smell of piss and uh, urine and feces and all these things was so ominous in there. And he could, and the uh, how dirty the men's bodies were, and the lack of showering, all these things. I really thought that I was going to get rattled by that in the film because film is a great medium through which to actually put you in the immediacy of things. And again, I think it was the aesthetic. Well, except the aestheticization. that kind of aesthetic where it's 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 removed and it's a bit floaty and it's a bit abstract. It's very difficult to then get into flies and dirt and smell. I would almost. Rather, it have been shot in 16 millimeter to get a real, real gritty sense of it. But it, something still so very slick about it to me, which I wasn't anticipating for that. There was one thing I was really thinking I was going to be able to grasp from the film. I, in, in certain ways, I think I felt it more just from his very uh, flat writing style, it, just his recitation of it, yeah. made me feel it even more. Because he wasn't than, trying to fill in any blanks, he was just telling you... Yeah, he was telling me, this is, this is what the environment was like. And, I, and he, again, in that style, was, was giving me some liveliness that I was anticipating the film really carrying through to an even more heightened level. And you know, First of all, we didn't get to see his life in Thailand at all, so that whole liveliness was was non-existent, so I said, well, okay, if he's going to concentrate on just the prison experience, then I really hope I feel like I'm in that prison with him, but I couldn't quite grasp that. Do you have an example of an adaptation that you'd like? <laughs> I just recently saw Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. With Douglas okay. Adams, and yeah. I had read books ages ago, and just my recollection of bits and pieces, I mean, they tried to take an element or an essence from those 
stories make it visual, but it was just, to me, it was a bit discombobulated. <laughs> and again, having read that book, but in the past not, not able to recall the details, it just, it captured some of what I recalled about that story, but, you know, it didn't have any kind of investment for me watching the film coming out at a later point, you know, I would be a bit confused, and I was mm -hmm. confused. Mm -hmm. Douglas Adams for me is very like Terry Pratchett, so much of the humour is in the language, <coughs> that the minute you try and do something else, like, you know, make it into a film or a TV show, you know, yeah. it's going to oh, yeah. And I can't see why people want to, because it works so well on the page. Yeah. I mean, that's always a question, yeah. when you look at something and go, why are you adapting Yes. Um, we saw recently the uh, My Friend Dharma. We didn't really talk about whether we saw I don't know if it was better or, I mean, from the graphic novel. I need to read the <coughs> Yeah, on its as its own thing versus trying to compare it to the graphic novel. Yeah, and that's sometimes better if it's just the film is the film and then the book is the book, and you don't try. You know, well, this this felt like that. This felt yeah. very much like the book was the book and the film is the film. I think the problem with both the the, the 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 memoir and the movie have is I don't think. Everyone I've spoken to who's read the book or seen the movie or, or, or both has, has been surprised by what they've got from both. Like, going into the movie, I know lots of people who were expecting it to be like a, like a boxing movie, essentially. Rocky. Lots of people I know who are going to go see it were like, oh, I'm going to go see this boxing movie. I'm like, I mean, no, you're not because it's not a boxing movie. This is what the movie's about. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to go see that then. It's basically like Kickboxer, but with better visuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the, the, the same with the book. I had a thing where... I downloaded the book and I was reading it and I was about like 30, 40 pages into it and I was, I was worried I downloaded the wrong book because I was, honestly, because, because of the, the, the style of it and the fact that it was very cheap digitally made me think that it was... $2.99. Yeah, that it wasn't, that it wasn't the right thing because well, I... Also, so far, Laura sent you Ian McEwan. Well, there is this, there is and this. this sort of housewife fiction. But like, she, she, I hadn't seen the trailer of the movie but Laura explained to yeah. me the premise of the movie. And stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I thought You're I was going. I thought I was going to get like better prose, like a better word. Like no disrespect to Billy Moore, but like he's not a novelist. Like he's not a, not a writer. Clearly, like I think he's is a very interesting and fascinating life he's had, and, and that's like a different thing. But there was a moment where I thought it was was that, and that's the yeah. No, honestly, I did. I had a moment. It wasn't until Nora said things that had happened in it that she felt like okay, we're we're at least both reading the same wrong book together, so we're in this as a, as a duo. Um, but I just I think people's expectations of, of as I've never been to Thailand and I've never experienced I don't think I'd have experienced it how he has it, the character in the movie or Billy did in real life even if I had been I just don't think people people's expectations for it so while varied as what they expect from his book and, and the movie I think people are setting themselves up for like disappointment or like confusion or or. Sorry, there's some people making out quite intensely out there that's really distracting me. Um, it seems to happen a lot to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've warned people who said they're going to the movie who've gone, oh, have you heard of this boxing Maybe movie? Maybe you shouldn't. I don't think you should tell them. Uh, them like, yeah, so, so the way it was marketed. Okay, it was so 
fight your way out. Yes, that's what I thought yeah, it was yeah. going to be. And I, I, it's, it's very clear that they've looked at it and gone, okay, how do we get people into the city? Actually, yep. see this, yep, yep, yep. position it as a gritty <laughs> struggle against the old survival box. Yeah, no, totally. There was people on our screen who, yeah, the two people who left who weren't expecting, obviously, the quite the graphic nature of some elements of it. I expect more from a Curzon audience to be a little more educated about Well, yeah. there was a lot of other people who were, sat, who were sat around us who... Who I think were clearly, well, visibly frustrated with it. The fact yeah. that there was no subtitles and they seemed lost. But I think a lot of people had come into it not really anticipating what they were getting. Well, that's a poster. Yeah. And like the lower third is it's a shot of the boxing. Yeah. Yeah. So it couldn't be more clear. That well, when you, <laughs> I watched the tra- I watched the trailer yeah. after I'd seen the movie and read the book. Oh, you I hadn't seen the, the trailer yet. I hadn't okay, seen the trailer. I, saw the trailer. I, I watched it at that point and I'm like, that's not the movie I've seen. And that's yeah. not the book I. Read. This yeah. trailer is for a different movie. I've watched that movie as well, but it's <laughs> but it's not it's not this movie. But if you if you add up the number of minutes you're boxing, even if you include the training, you're like ten percent of of the movie is 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 that. And the book's maybe even less than yeah. that. You know, the book is is definitely not. It's about a man who was a boxer and does some boxing. And he does. That, Oh, I was going to say, he doesn't even spend that much time talking about his career as a boxer as well before being in prison. I think it's kind of a side note of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, knowing more about the film than the book when I first started this journey, I was very perplexed while reading the book going, well, he gets to prison and he doesn't, doesn't even box anymore. <laughs> I thought the whole premise of this story is that he learns to box in prison. From yeah. what I I've heard the tagline, it's fight your way out. Where's yeah. the fighting? <laughs> yeah. like, they won't even let him in yeah. by the time he reaches the And that's only prison. the end of his sentence, really. So, but I totally understand it from the distributor's perspective. Yeah. It's like, how else do we position this story? What, what else do we tell people it is? Because yeah. yeah. I don't think the director knows. So we don't really know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, the way that they uh, package the trailer, I was actually uh, more affected by the trailer than I was the film, I think. Yeah. It was a really... The music they used in the trailer was a big, crunchy, industrial... Yes. Soundtrack, so it really rattled. You thought it was going to be constant violence and oh, yeah, this really yeah, really that's what we yeah. said. Yeah. 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 Where is it? Yeah, Give me lots like of brutality up, and lots of. Yeah. Okay. So the question is now: not having seen the film and hearing how we talk about it. <laughs> oh no! Just to compare. Just for closure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch it online at home. To an end. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've, we've given poor Jeff very mixed messages about the movie. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for it? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It was a good discussion about it. Oh, so, yeah. every, every, everyone has been uh, yes. an enthralling discussion. And I like that we never totally agree on things as well. I think this is the most disagreement with we've, we've, we've hands. And I think I think it's interesting because this is the first time where not all of us have seen it in theaters. And I do wonder if that makes a difference, though. There is something yeah. to that. Certainly, was something that's not spoon feeding you the narrative very, very clearly. No. Yes. I, I, I could have paid more attention. I would have had yeah. a much different experience if, yeah. I was, if I was watching it at home or like on a laptop or something. I would have had a much different experience with the movie, I think. Um, for better or worse, I might be yeah. doing it more or, or, or whatever, yeah. but um, it would definitely have been a different experience. I'm sure it was louder. 
Oh, it was oh, yes. much, much louder in the, in, in the <laughs> cinema. In, in, inescapable. And I, I do think the, the I really enjoyed the sound editing. Whoever's was that mm. and sort of what was going on in okay. the different yeah. So it was an interesting experiment then. Is that is that all that was acting upon you? Was the soundtrack and sound yeah. design? If you have take all, all of that taken away at the core of the film. Is, is it powerful? Yeah. And maybe it isn't without all of that. I mean, which is yeah. all very much important aspect of the cinematic experience. But I was wondering when you don't have that distracting you, is there something else that the film is providing? I don't know. Maybe I that's what I wasn't getting when I was watching. I think it would be a, a visually arresting thing to see without any sound. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think you could watch the whole thing without sound and, and, and engage with it the whole time. I mean, maybe, maybe you could, but um, I think it was like, a, like horrifically beautiful. I guess. Yeah, we yeah, get that. Yes, I mean, it was, it was not a <laughs> in any sense a badly made film. But the most interesting of all the films we've seen so far. Certainly, yeah. we can agree upon that. Yes, well, like, like I said earlier, I'd rather yeah. have a, a flawed thing that was attempting something than, yes, than, than completely what, what, like a very like a yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but based just on the based on the memoir alone, how do people feel about Billy? <laughs> um, As someone who only engaged yes. with the you, book, you, you've, you've got the most honest opinion, opinion based on my question. Yeah, I suppose I was struck most by that one line when he was fascinated by the murder that was occurring in front of him. It just showed the degree of his desensitization, I suppose, in looking at an emotional, horrific event in front of him, you know, through what he had gone through in his childhood years, kind of create that tiny little bubble where he had to remain safe, yeah. but he just viewed this murder and, and that just sort of blew my mind that that was the reaction. Do I feel sympathetic towards him? No. He, he's a man who's made his accumulated choices and I think to a degree he probably knew where, he, where they would uh, lead him. Mm. And he continues to make them. I can look at him as a very fascinating person, but I uh, don't have much sympathy for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he, he would hate, I think, people to pity him. <laughs> because I think he owns all of his decisions. Though I do still find it interesting that he still is, there are certain aspects of it that he doesn't want to talk about. Mm some extent, but you do see points of it that he's kind of slightly referencing, um, and I agree that he's, he, no, he's completely interesting, and I can understand why people tried to convince him to write this story, um, yeah. No, I agree, like, re re reading the book, um, I found him honestly quite hateable, um, just, just for a man who, despite owning his decisions, um, um, but he just felt like a man who was very aware that he was making these awful decisions and just knew he should stop, but felt a bit like, oh, that's the harder option though, so I'm not going to bother. I found that really, I found that really frustrating. But, but weirdly, since seeing like interviews with him and, and, and seeing him talk in person, 
like he's weirdly charismatic in person and really kind of wins people over and I kind of I, weird, I like him weirdly yeah. now well, he had to didn't he win people over yeah, yeah, yeah and I think that's why he survived so yeah, far yeah, in his yeah. life because mm. I feel like anyone like his friend in the book could just because he wasn't likable and people didn't want to help him mm. and then you're done essentially yeah 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 and if you don't have that, you know, people, you know, the amount of drugs that he was able to get without really having money as well that people just gave him. I mean, how does that work? Cigarettes somehow. Yeah, he wasn't telling us how he got them. He wasn't always forthcoming about yeah. how exactly he was scoring all this. It's going to sound a bit weird, but really felt really familiar to me in the book. As, as not personally, but like, I, I know people that are very, I feel very mm. similar. Um, and as a result, I just didn't find him very interesting because I felt like I, 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 felt like I knew this character really well already. Mm. Yeah. Like for, for a man who's like an actual man who these things actually happen to, he felt very much like a, like a cliche, like a, like a, almost like a caricature, but like... But, but familiar and honest with, you know, it, not honest, but it, it felt real. Mm. Yeah, it, no, no, it no, also definitely. felt quite, not that compelling because... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not explaining myself very well. But he he is kind of an ordinary guy. Yeah. He's not like there's nothing specifically about him and his personality and his skills that are special and extraordinary. So he's not fascinating in that sense. It's just he happens to have experienced these things that are interesting rather than him being interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but in, in a way, that's what I found interesting, was that he wasn't trying to put himself forward as being anything else. Like, yeah. he wasn't dressing it into a story of survival against the odds or anything. He was just literally like, so it's Monday, so happy to be Monday. They don't come to Tuesday. Now I'm Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then on Thursday, Buddha looked interesting. He's just a human being, like, trying to survive day to day. Which is actually quite refreshing because reading literature, like how often do you actually read something where they're, they're, I feel like there is an agenda and there are yeah. things he's not telling us. He's not the most reliable narrator and everything else, but to be unfiltered and unmediated in that way is actually quite unusual. So I enjoyed reading it from that perspective. Mm. But still not profound literature. Yeah, you weren't expecting him to draw these great insights from the experience and lay those in, in a way that, you know, see the journey from that type of perspective. It was more just an honest, brutal portrait of things as he experienced it, but someone else can overlay what that experience would be and what that would mean to me personally or to someone who you know, was able to, to find things in a different way than he was. I keep thinking, what would it have been like if he had Norman Mailer as his ghostwriter? <laughs> <laughs> what he could have made out of his... Yeah. <laughs> His story. Well, I, well, I, sort of, I was thinking about new journalism. I was thinking like Tom Wolfe or something. Oh, gosh. You know, writing that version where everybody's an amazing vernacular. And it's yeah. <laughs> At the end, it comes to this sort of devastating summation. That just, <laughs> big statement. Yeah, big, big, society, big statement about society. Society. Yeah. Sociopolitical. Implication. That was the 2000s. <laughs> I mean, he is a great example of the system and how it doesn't work. I mean, on, in a very honest sense. And what most people who are in that system, their lives end up being. And I'm sure there are other people 
like him who are ordinary in theory but have these insane experiences because the system just mm. doesn't work. He doesn't have the most progressive ideas either about women, let's say, or Thai women in particular. But again, he's only speaking from his own experience, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, his, in, his, in a, his descriptions of Thai people, yes. you know, as being fundamentally untrustworthy yeah. and, hustle. And, and all of this. It's all about the hustle. At the same time, I, I certainly have known people who would have expressed exactly the same <laughs> sentiments. So, I suppose, I, mean, I suppose if you live your life to a, in a certain way, you will probably meet up with that contingent of people and then form the opinion that this is the... This is the general it's those, it's those little gestures of his, of his writing that makes me think that probably 99% of what he writes is, is probably on the money because if he's, not, if he's not worried about filtering those things because in his mind he's, these things he's saying aren't slightly uncomfortable and maybe controversial, everything else he's saying is just like he's honest, unfiltered, yeah, this is my life and how about it? Yeah. He's associating with the fringe, most likely. Would you not say that was the fringe? He is, but like, as an example, I can think of people who I've, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, being in Thailand with a bunch of tourists, who, some of whom have been there for a while, you know, even that conversation, there would have been people who would have been like, oh, you can't trust the Thais. They'll, they'll look like they're smiling, but actually they're about to know. You. You've got to watch out for that, because that's how it is here. You know, and it, that just felt like a real a bit of conversation that mm. we'd, we'd go in. Like, and again, unfiltered, not PC, <laughs> yeah. broad, terrible broad generalisations yeah, yeah. about an entire race of people. Did it, did it seem odd, I don't remember what chapter it was, that the, the final line of the chapter, again, a very casual toss-off joke about that something about a black dildo. Yeah. Oh, what was that? That's as close as I ever got to a black uh, where dildo. Where is the book? And that's, how he, and that's oh. how he ends the chapter. Oh, you can search it on your... I'll search it on my iPad. Let's, uh, let's find but out. Let's have on record on your iPad. Sure you it's searching not just like bookmarks or anything. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll pretend it takes me a while to find it. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I have that tagged right here. <laughs> but again... I, but that, no, that, but no, you're right. It almost felt like that was, to him, the punchline to a joke. To a joke. Except... I wasn't sure what the joke had been. It was, it was on. Yeah, that, that to me characterizes his writing style throughout the book. So I'm not quite sure where your focus yeah. Your focus but, is but, on the right. But it feels like a conversation he's having with you because you could almost imagine sitting across a bar <laughs> and he's telling you this and then that's his punchline and then he starts laughing at his own joke yes. and then he moves what on to the next one. The, the line is, it was the first time I can recall being saved by a black dildo. Oh, that's the line. Great. <laughs> Although now I want to know what the second time was. <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of like oh, I wish there was someone who could have drawn out more about like sexuality and masculinity yeah. in prison because you can feel it, him touching on the really fascinating subject matter, especially in the high prison landscape. Um, but you know, I don't think he could go there necessarily, even if he participated or experienced these things. For him to be able to talk about it in that sort of reflective manner just wouldn't have worked. Because one of the most interesting aspects of the, of the book was, again, all very casually stated, but he, he was giving us a sense of the structure of the prison, how it worked in the hierarchy, the hierarchy uh, 
the behaviors that needed to be in place to be able to get certain things. Yeah. And that was quite fascinating, and I, I was. I will say that, yeah. The in the in the book, that that's the thing he's he's almost best at is like painting a picture of what this place is actually like in terms of like not just the structure of like the building or whatever, but in terms of like how it how it works, like what yes. are the kind of mechanics of the people in this place, like what yes. gears move to yes. make things happen. Whereas the movie, I think this is because of, because of the artistic kind of way it's shot. The movie does feel a bit like a set. It feels like a very beautiful yeah. set, it's just just because of the way it's shot. It feels like you're being presented this place. His concerns like... were not in that area. Yeah. No. But what would have been interesting to me is certainly the way that the transgender community within the prison, you know, the roles they occupy, mm. and and and, uh, and also the sort of violent sex as opposed to the coupling. But also, what I would then want to be what I would then want to know about is how that relates to Thai society in general, right? mm. because it sort of feels like it's such an integral part of what's going yeah. on. It must be different. Yeah. So how is it different? How is it reconstructed? Yeah. How is it work? Mm. But obviously, these are all things you're never going to get into <laughs> in that kind of movie. Yeah, because no. it's, it's not the right style. No, no. Exactly. And he again was giving you a flavor of that in the book. He was always mentioning the lady boys and how they were. Operating yeah. around him, of course. Yeah. With, with him. him. <laughs> but even when he was outside of the prison, just in Thai society itself, yeah. how that operated. And his friend, who, who's the friend he's with at the beginning he comes to Thailand with, who goes oh, out yeah. with the ladyboys? Because right. they kind yeah. of leave this each other. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because he's horrified. Because he's like, he was like, no, this is not for me. He's like, wait, you don't want to go and see the beautiful temples? Yeah. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I know that's sort of. And then five pages later, he's like hanging out with his lady boyfriends who presumably yeah. are just reading a book. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll cut around that and move on to the next yeah. chapter. <laughs> but that is all there. It's all structured yeah. in there. Not artfully so, yeah. but it's there. And again, but the film, that was not the concern of the filmmakers to study that part of it. To make that journey. So. Maybe that's why it felt so honest in a way, because he contradicts himself mm. in that way. I forgot, I'd forgotten that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. tries to play, well, yeah, play himself that, oh, I was there for the travel and the landscape and the cultural. So yeah, so kind of abandons that. Then I was left with the drugs and the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that they did. In, in the film, it felt grafted on. Suddenly he had this problem, and then it's tossed off very quickly by someone yeah, saying, yeah. oh, because of all the drugs you've taken all of your life. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it made perfect sense in the book because he has that horrible motorcycle accident yeah. where he ruptures his spleen. And that explains a lot of what happens afterwards, but by the time it comes in the film, it's... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you, you, you do feel like you, there's no reason you can't layer that in the film. You can't introduce this idea earlier and like have that as like a bit of building thing in the background. Um, even 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 loosely, that can be your through line. Is this you can introduce? He's got this like ongoing like condition that he's trying to hide yes. for like multitudes of reasons, and that can be your through line. Him yep. hiding this thing and dealing with it and not trying to show his weakness and yeah, that's your combination. That, that's your sort of metaphor for all of his other relationships. Yeah, no, well. exactly. He's exactly. Like he's willing to put forward and decide he wants to yeah. keep hidden. And then the drugs sort of plays into that and now you've got something that, yeah. But, but they didn't. Because <laughs> he certainly didn't understand them as a person who had an ongoing drug addiction because you're not given, again, that information to see him when he enters the prison. And suddenly he, like everybody else, just generally seems 
to uh, defer to drugs when he needs to feel. Yeah. Well, you, you, they, they establish in the movie that he's got like a drug problem. Yeah, in the beginning, very apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fine. Mm. Which is weird because they like they do establish in they establish in the movie that he's got a drug problem with like he's selling drugs, he's round drugs, he's putting up his bum to hide them. He's doing all these all these things. But then the, when they show him in the in the in in the Thai prison actually taking drugs, it feels very kind of recreational and like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, part yeah. of like his socialising more than the fact that it's like a dependency. Mm-hmm. Even that scene should have been more visceral, shouldn't it? When he's stuffing the drugs up his ass. Up his mm-hmm. uh, well I'm not sure how I mean what more do you want? <laughs> Again, just very specific to me. Just felt like yeah. rushing through things. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a, it's it's, it's like uh, an impactful scene that could have been easily missed. Like because of you know knowing you've re- it happens in the book and you know that's coming. But if you look away from the screen for three seconds, you might miss this whole this whole thing. Um, yes. In in the film, I only know that as a word, yaba or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. But yeah. in the in the book, I felt like I really knew what this drug he explains was. It I had very a whole clearly. idea what it does yeah, and its yeah. effects on the people and why they are so yeah, adamant that they have it. Yeah. But here it was just another word. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have any. Real in the book, he, in the book, he gives it. He he seems like he's really proud of like what he knows, and he's very happy to like talk at length about things he's like yeah, how an expert it's different about. Different from other drugs. Yeah, and the yeah. Super effects that it has, but. In the film, it was just another abstraction. So, all right, Nora. Okay, shall we conclude next month? Next month. Reveal. Um, 